This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to our first off-season edition of the Funville Nine podcast, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. My name is Trey Wilson. For our first conversation of this non-baseball season, I got the chance to sit down with Baseball Hall of Famer, the Hawk Andre Dawson. He was in town for the Flying Squirrels Hot Stove, which is an annual event to raise funds for the initiatives of Flying Squirrels Charities. Now, you probably already know about his decorated Major League career, which lasted from 1976 to 1996. Dawson was an All-Star eight times. He won eight Gold Glove Awards, four Silver Sluggers. He was the National League Rookie of the Year in 1977, and he was the National League's Most Valuable Player in 1987. And all of that and more led to his induction to the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2010. For this conversation, like we do with many of our chats here, we talked about his early days in baseball, growing up in Miami, heading to Florida A&M University, then getting drafted by the Montreal Expos, and his very short time in the minor leagues with the rookie-level Lethbridge Expos in 1975 and in 1976 with the AA Quebec Metros and AAA Denver Bears. We'll have more special conversations throughout this non-baseball season, so be sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow the Flying Squirrels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever else to see when our next episodes will be coming out. Here's my conversation with the Baseball Hall of Famer, Andre Dawson. We are at the Altria Theater in downtown Richmond, and we are chatting with the Hall of Famer, the Hawk, Andre Dawson, in town for the Flying Squirrels hot stove event, helping raise some funds for Flying Squirrels Charities. Thanks so much for coming out. I uh, appreciate you being a part of this event. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your early days in baseball and, uh, and coming up in your very brief time in the minor leagues. Before that, growing up in Miami, uh, how did you first get interested in the game of baseball? What was it about baseball that drew you to playing? got introduced to the sport at a very young age by an uncle of mine who bought me my very first fielder's glove and he was a parks and recreation director and he ran the little league program and uh, i had his brother who uh, was a very good ball player so i got to see a lot of baseball growing up and i just sort of developed a passion for it and from level to level i seemed to experience success and it got to the point where I guess when I got to high school, I started to really have a have started having a vision about playing the game at the next level. And I went to college, played in college, and felt that you know I was playing it fairly well enough to get drafted. And that was my childhood dream to play professionally. And when I did get drafted, I you know wanted to make the most of it. I was only a junior in college at the time, and my grandmother really wanted me to pursue my education more than anything, but uh, that was a golden opportunity for me, and I signed as a junior out of Florida A&M University, and from there it was just, you know, getting to the big leagues and trying to um, play at that level and hopefully have some success. You didn't get a ton of opportunities in college coming out of high school, right? Florida A&M was, even as a walk-on, going there and getting an opportunity to play. But you performed very well there, and you caught the eye of a very legendary man in baseball, a very legendary baseball executive, Mel Didier, uh, with the Montreal Expos. Uh, do you remember your first interactions and in, in, in thinking that you might have a chance to get drafted by Montreal? Well, I 
went to a tryout uh, prior to the draft in uh, 70, 75. And Mel DDA I had met for the very first time. He was conducting the tryout in West Palm Beach. And I was there along with three other players. And at the end of the, the workout, the session, uh, Mel made a comment to me. Uh, he said, uh, has anyone seen you uh, come to play at A&M? And I said, well, not to my knowledge. But uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, there were, were a couple of scouts, uh, the late legendary Buck O'Neill being one sitting in the stands. And uh, I wasn't really aware of that until my college coach mentioned it to me. But Mel said, do me a favor. He said, if anyone gets in touch with you, let me know. Can I give you this number? And I said, sure, but no one contacted me. And he said, if things uh, work out uh, the way we want them to as an expo organization, hopefully we'll be in touch with you in about a week. And that was leading up to the draft itself. When you got drafted by the Expos, the first place you end up going is in Alberta, up to Lethbridge and Rookie Ball. That's your first professional, that's your first taste of the professional baseball game. You're playing way up in Canada. That's a long way from Miami as well. So uh, how was that experience breaking into professional baseball up there in the old Pioneer League? Well, it was different. Uh, traveling on an airplane, uh, something which I wasn't used to. Uh, making the journey all the way across the country and end up into Western Canada. I had to fly out of Miami and uh, flew into Denver, caught a connector to Lethbridge, and I was in uh, rookie ball for all of two months. I was a Pioneer League Player of the Year. Broke uh, some of Steve Garvey's league records, and I just said, well, uh, you know, I had a pretty good year, probably a better year than I had my junior year in college. And, you know, from there I I didn't play um, in A-ball. I had to go to instructional ball in West Palm Beach. I'm sorry, in uh, St. Petersburg. And after instructional ball, they wanted me to go uh, to winter ball just to be around uh, some more experienced players. And I wind up playing and I did pretty good in winter ball. So I skipped A ball. I went to double A. And I was leading the league in hitting in double A after uh, the first month and a half. And as a result of an injury at the big league level, I uh, went from double A to triple A. And I hit 12, I think, home runs in the first 14 games. And I said to myself, wow, it can't be this easy. <laughs> so I... Uh, got the opportunity at the end of that year uh, to go to the parent club, which was the Expos in Montreal, and I had the opportunity to play uh, the last month of the season and then being invited to spring training the following year and given an opportunity to uh, win the starting center fielder's job. Uh, you talked about jumping up through the minor leagues pretty quickly, uh, skipping over A-ball. You went to Double A in Quebec and then AAA in Denver, and then you pretty quickly found yourself in the major leagues. It didn't take much time at all, but about a year and a half or so, maybe not even that long, or, or two years after, after your draft. Did you expect uh, to move through the minor league ranks that quickly and find yourself in the big leagues so fast? Not at all. Uh, I had so much success that 
I started thinking, well, it can't be this easy. Uh, but I did think that the three years of college ball kind of paved the way for me. And, you know, I was just going to try to make the most of it. I didn't really feel that I had anything to prove at the minor league level anymore once I was given the opportunity to win the starting job in uh, 19, in the uh, spring training of 1977. So I uh, just continued to try to put my best foot forward and, and enjoy uh, the opportunity that presented itself. And then 1977, right, the Rookie of the Year, uh, success right off the bat and then success for for two decades. But uh, in in the late 70s there at the beginning of your career, was there a point where you realized, man, I've made it, I'm here, I'm a major league baseball player, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a pretty good one, I'm having some success? I think it was three years, three years in, four years maybe, I was uh, voted uh, the, the best player uh, in the game. And uh, that was kind of like a wow moment. And Obviously, I said, well, you know, this is perhaps the dream itself coming true. And I never envisioned that it would be uh, that successful of a career, uh, the longevity aspect of it as well. And when it was all said and done, uh, 20, you know, years of playing in the big leagues, I had to honestly look in the mirror and just say, you know, I'm thankful, very thankful that first and foremost, I had the opportunity and I was able to make the most of it. A legendary career with the Expos, with the Cubs, with the Red Sox, with the Marlins, and all the way to Cooperstown in the class of 2010. It's been a real pleasure getting a chance to sit down and chat with you. Thank you so much for coming to Richmond and helping us raise some funds for Flying Squirrels Charities uh, this evening. And uh, thanks for sharing some stories about your uh, a little bit of a look about your time, the early days in baseball, and your, your time in the minor leagues. I'm sure uh, our audience is going to really enjoy getting to hear that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.